welcome to curiosity talk where we explain random everyday things if you like this one don't forget to share it with your friends and family or not if you are alone like me so before we get into the podcast let me give you a little bit of preview if you haven't heard the previous podcast then go listen to it right now as this is the second podcast after pro- about procrastination in this podcast we are going to talk about its facts and its myths and we are also going to talk about books on procrastination if you want to learn more about it now the title of the episode is procrastination the facts and the myths so let me give you some psychological facts fact number 1 procrastination is especially common among students and academic uh, students at all levels of education including elementary school middle school college and graduate school for example studies show that approximately 80 to 95% of college students engage in procrastination to some degree approximately 70% consider themselves to be procrastinators and approximately 50% say that they procrastinate in a constant and problematic manner in fact procrastination is so common among students that the tendency to procrastinate on tasks until right before they are due is sometimes referred to as the student syndrome now fact number 2 bedtime procrastination is a prevalent phenomenon which has been observed in a variety of populations including adolescents high schools college students and adults for example in one study on adults 74% of the people who were surveyed indicated that they go to bed later than they planned at least once a week with no external reason for doing so now fact number 3 workplace procrastination has been found observed in individuals working in a wide range of jobs including among food servers legal secretaries computer system administrators library assistants sales representatives lawyers and managers and executives now now let's move on to the myths so it's easy to put things off from starting a big project at work to making a dental appointment everybody procrastinates says joseph ferrari phd professor of psychology at deepon university in chicago but not everybody is procrastinating so here are the five myths of procrastination myth number 1 Procrastination is a time management problem. It is a misnomer to say procrastination is a time management issue, says Ferrari. We cannot manage time. Time is and cannot be controlled, he says. We can manage ourselves and how well we fit into time. Now, myth number 2. Procrastination is a self-esteem problem. Instead of worrying about that they are aren't up to the task, procrastinators put things up due to issues with social esteem says ferrari procrastinators says if i were if i never finish a task you can't judge me as being incompetent he says they would rather have the negativity public image that they lack the effort than ability lacking effort implies that they might have the ability and that's not as damaging as lacking skill myth number 3 procrastination is delaying a decision good leaders often wait and gather more information before choosing a course of action procrastinators on the other hand avoid making the decision at all absolving themselves of the responsibility for the outcome it's a inability to make up your mind says ferrari you work on a so you don't have to think about b it's active avoidance and you don't feel good about it myth number 4 Our lives are busier than ever. This is an insult to our ancestors, says Ferrari. Do you think they didn't have a busy life on the farm with fields to plow, roofs to fix, goods to 
can homes to clean kiosks. There are 168 hours in a week and it's been 168 hours for centuries. We have no more or no less to do in that amount of time than any person at any point in history. Myth number five. Myth number five. Technology has made procrastination worse. In 2006, a newspaper reporter interviewed Ferrari about the 50th anniversary of the alarm clock snooze button and suggested that it was the first technology for enabling procrastination. An extra nine minutes to sleep isn't bad unless you go through the process four or five times, he says. Whether it's, it's a snooze button, telephone or automobile, it's not technology that's bad. It's that we figure out a way to abuse any technology and make it into something that becomes an excuse for procrastination. So now, as I've told you the facts and the myths, let's now talk about the dangers of it. See, procrastination is associated with a wide range of mental and physical health issues such as stress and an increased rate of illness as well as with the tendency to delay getting treatment for those issues. Procrastination is also associated with various financial and employment issues such as earning a lower salary, having shorter duration of employment and having a underemployed as opposed to working full time. Students often report that procrastination occupies over a third of their daily activities, usually in the form of behaviors such as sleeping, watching TV, or playing video games. For students, procrastination is associated with a wide range of academic issues such as worse exam scores, worse grades, more course failures, more course withdrawals, and an increased likelihood of dropping out. And struggling with procrastination like I do well here are some ways uh, four ways to stop it so the first is to make the reward of taking action more immediate if you're struggling to do anything then try to do it and when it's done give yourself a reward that you like this will trigger your brain like that habit or the thing you want to do try to do this for at least 21 days to make it a habit now point number two make the consequences of procrastination more immediate there are many ways to force you to pay the costs of procrastination sooner rather than later for example if you're exercising alone skipping your work workout next week won't impact your life at all your health won't deteriorate immediately because you missed that one workout the cost of procrastination on exercise only becomes painful after weeks and months of lazy behavior however if you commit to working out with a friend at 7 a.m. next Monday, then the cost of skipping your workout becomes more immediate. Miss this one workout and you look like a jerk. Point number three, design your future actions. One of the favorite tools psychologists use to overcome procrastination is called a commitment device. Commitment devices uh, can help you stop procrastination by designing your future actions ahead of time. For example, you can curb your future eating habits by purchasing food in individual packages rather than in the bulk size. You can stop wasting time on your phone by deleting games or social media apps. You could also block them on your computer. There are some apps and websites where you could easily block them. Now, point number four, make your tasks 
more achievable. As we have already covered, the friction that causes procrastination is usually centered around starting a behavior. Once you begin, it's often less painful to keep walking. This is one good reason to reduce the size of your habits because if your habits are small and easy to start, then you will be less likely to procrastinate. One of my favorite ways to make habits easier is to use the two minute rule which states when you start a new habit, it should take less than two minutes to do. The idea is to make it as easy as possible to get started and then trust uh, that momentum will carry you further into the task after you begin. Once you start doing something, it's easy to continue doing it. The two-minute rule overcomes procrastination and laziness by making it so easy to start taking action that you can't say no. Another great way to make tasks more achievable is to break them down. For example, consider the remarkable productivity of the famous writer Anthony Trollope. He published 47 novels, 18 works of non-fiction, 12 short stories, two plays, and an assortment of articles and letters. How did he do it? Instead of measuring his progress based on the completion of chapters of book, Trollope measured his progress in 15-minute increments. He set a goal of 250 words every minute and he continued his this pattern for three hours each day. This approach allowed him to enjoy feelings of satisfaction and accomplishment every 15 minutes while continuing to work on the large task of writing a book. Making your tasks more achievable is important for two reasons. The first reason is that small measures of progress of productivity and effectiveness. I found this second point, the speed with which you complete your first task of the day, to be of particular importance for overcoming procrastination and maintaining a high productive output day after day. Now, if you are like me to learn more about things or to like reading books, here are some of the books to learn about procrastination. The book number one is Atomic Habits. The book that I read and liked is this Atomic Habits is written by James Clear. It's the book that helps with avoiding procrastination. The book is about how to make good habits and remove bad habits, which is the main reason of procrastination. Uh, book number two is the, no, the Now Habit. Learn how to overcome procrastination and enjoy guilt-free play. One of the most effective programs to combat procrastination. Book number three is The Power of Habit. It was written by Charles Dovahig. It explores the science behind habit creation and reformation. The book reached the bestseller list for the New York Times. Uh, well, this is it for today guys. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you like this podcast, please support it by sharing it with your friends and families. The next podcast would be coming soon as this time I won't be procrastinating.